Welcome to the Avenue Podcast, created and produced by Avenue Media. Join our discussions with the construction industry leaders to learn more about the state of the industry, current events, challenges, and the solutions that we can provide as a community. All right. Well, this is an exciting afternoon for us at GCBX. Our special guests this afternoon are David Barrender, the CEO of Sarasota Memorial Hospital, and Tim Hensey from Gilbane Construction Company. Uh, two of my favorites with some exciting news in the community, um, big things, big investments in the health of the community, but big invest- investments in the economy of the community, and particularly working with locals like our friends at Gilbane. So if you missed it, on November 4th, I believe, uh, Sarasota Memorial opened their second hospital down in Venice. So, David, can you tell us a little about that? Sure. Well, first, thanks, Mary, for having me here today. It's always great to see you and Tim. Uh, we've seen a lot of Tim over the last couple of years now. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it is very exciting. Um, it's the first hospital we've opened in 96 years. So uh, we have a 90, we, we've been here for 96 years, uh, and we've now opened our second hospital. It is um a beautiful place. I think uh, people have seen it that have been down in Venice, and certainly uh, it's on you know various commercials and in print and that type of thing. Uh, but it opened as a 110 bed hospital, and I got to tell you, within four days we were completely full. Wow! 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 And it's a large facility. You can see it clearly from the interstate. And Tim, it must have been um, an, an interesting project for you. I mean, I can't even imagine. What are some of the challenges of building a hospital, and what are some of the complexities with the constru- construction team and the medical teams working together to get this right? Well, there's no doubt that healthcare construction is probably among the most complex in our industry when you compare it to other sectors like condominiums and schools and what have you. Healthcare is at the top of the food chain. But uh, the biggest challenge we had was doing it in a pandemic. Um, you know, we had a lot of adjustment to make in terms of just making sure that the workers showed up, making sure they worked safely, kept the infection spread down as much as possible. We had 550 people on site at peak, wow. and we had to constantly be, uh, you know, monitoring our material delays. And I can't tell you how many times we played the card. This is not a normal project. This is, you know, a, a healthcare facility that's going to be taking care of patients, not just in, you know, general healthcare, but COVID. And that we need you to prioritize our delivery, whether it was electrical gear or air handlers or generators. We played that card constantly. Wow. So a lot of challenges. but uh, And I was it. curious because I read here that um, there's a negative pressure ventilation system that can convert all or a portion of critical care pods into pandemic units if needed. Was that planned in the beginning of the project or was that a result of the pandemic? It, it was not planned in uh, at the beginning of the project. As you're well aware, we planned this project probably five years ago and, and the pandemic started two years ago. So we did start making some modifications to be able to, to adjust to the pandemic as we were learning what needed to happen in case of one. Um, uh, it was certainly something none of us have ever been through. Um, no one in this, you know, this country has really been through. And so we have, um, we've all been learning as we've gone along. And I think Tim, um, was very accurate and, and talking about the staffing issues and talking about the supply, uh, supply chain. Supply chain has just been, um, a, a very interesting dilemma uh, to get our hands around um, in, in every aspect. But 
we even had to get involved in some of these things to help them get their suppliers to get get stuff over there. So it was a true team effort um, between us uh, to be able to get this thing. Yeah, that's been challenging for the whole industry, but I can only imagine on a project like this with 500 people on site, I believe 800 new employees at the hospital. So this was very big for the community, but you guys actually did it on time and on budget. Am I correct? We did. Uh, I will tell you, there was probably a lot of sweat going on uh, between myself and him and my board um, to make sure that we did. And, and of course, Sharon Roush, who was our president for, for Venice down there. Um, but it was a, um, and you're right, we have 800 employees there. But on top of that, we have another 600 physicians, another 200 advanced practitioners, uh, and a whole host of volunteers and others that are there. So it was a large community that's all working inside that facility. And wow. clearly it was very needed, as you stated, if the hospital was full within days of opening, it was definitely serving a underserved area. I, I think that that's with an explanation point. Um, and, you know, some people may ask, why didn't we build a bigger facility? And, and it was because of how the state uh, laws at the time were, were put in place. And we had to go through a four-year court case um, uh, before we could even start construction and get a, get a license to move forward. Uh, so... At what we did was we designed a facility can be three or four hundred beds, so so the cafeteria can service a lot more than a hundred beds. The, the the every every piece of that organ that hospital is ready to be bigger, um, and so we are already looking at ways to expand it. Um, and and Tim's very much involved with us on that to, to put another wing on and uh, add another hundred beds. So it's now. truly designed to be expansive depending on the need. It, it, it is designed to easily expand to three to four hundred beds. Um, uh, no, I say easily. It's easy for me. <laughs> Everything Jim, is subjective, Jim, right? Tim says, yeah, it'll take, yeah, take six months, right? <laughs> so, Tim, how easy is that? It, it's actually very well planned. Um, from the very beginning, we looked at the project and how it could be expanded into phase two, phase three, phase four. Um, so it's not something we did in a vacuum and said, let's just build a 110-bed hospital and then we'll figure it out later. And, you know, one thing David keyed in on was the word teamwork, and it couldn't be more true. We, we couldn't have done this by ourselves. Um, and David's staff at SMH is just amazing. He mentioned Sharon Roush, the uh, president of the hospital, but all of her staff and also his facilities people, architecture and planning people or professionals, his medical uh, equipment uh, specialists that help, you know, coordinate all the medical equipment with our mechanical contractor, electrical contractor, and ourselves to make sure that every little outlet was in the right spot, every little drain was in the right spot. And then his IT people led by Pam Ramhofer were just incredible to deal with. So, it was nice to be surrounded by a bunch of professionals that nobody let anybody down. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our design team, Flat Architects. They did a great job. So we were a well-oiled machine as a team. As demonstrated by the success of the project. Right. Yeah. Obviously, the professionalism and the teamwork show um, in the end result. Um, so I believe SMH, between the Venice Hospital the new behavioral unit and the new cancer unit, you've done or are planning to do about $1.2 billion in construction in the community. That's about right. Um, so it, it, we never stop, I mean, is the answer. Uh, uh, 
you're exactly right. We're going to start that Behavior Health Center, um, the Cornell Behavior Health Pavilion is what it's called, um, here in a couple months. Uh, but we have um, another phase of, of um, the Oncology Center, uh, the, the Brian D. Jellison Cancer Institute, um, that's going to kick off, which is a large project. We have more cancer um, products to put down in Venice. We have the expansion in Venice. So I don't really know what the magic number is, but I think it's probably north of $1.2 billion. Wow. And when you consider the multiplier effect of that investment in our local economy and the jobs that are created, we owe you a big thank you because those are high quality, you know, high wage. Those are the type of jobs we want to attract into the community, as well as the jobs in the construction industry during the time of the project. So we owe SMH a big debt of gratitude, not only for keeping us healthy and taking care of us, but also helping our economy along the way. You know, we know we play a big role in the economy here and, and, and why people choose to move here because of the because of health care that's right. delivered here um, versus some other places, maybe in southwest Florida. Uh, it is we take our responsibility to the community very seriously, uh, both in providing health, but also understanding the economic uh, pieces to it. Uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about all the different teamwork, but I think it's also important to know um, that. Uh, Gilbane has a whole lot of subcontractors on these mm -hmm. jobs, and um, there are people that there are friends and neighbors in this community, and we go to great lengths, um, both our organizations, to make sure we use local talent and and not import it from somewhere else. Uh, and we have just some some phenomenal subcontractors in town, and those them doing what they do is as important as delivering this project on time and on budget and at the at the level that it is than anything else. And I can attest to that in my relationship with both of you, that you really pay attention to the local subcontracting industry. And the entire GCBX organization owes you a big thank you for that, because that is important to our local economy. These are the folks who live here and raise their families here. So thank you for really being aware and cognizant and making that a priority. So what's next after those? What's next after those? <laughs> I'm going to take a nap now. <laughs> uh, I think that... Um, the develop the continual development of South County is is in the development of the, the Brian D. Jellison Cancer Institute are probably our two biggest priorities. Um, there is, I think, as anyone who lives in this region knows, the South County is the, the, the higher growth area right now. It's where people are moving. It's where development is happening. Uh, we do have um, an a lot of projects on the table, some we can talk about today, some that we'll probably um, wait and share with you later. Um, but we have we have a lot of land holdings down in South County, um, and, and we're into, we'll anticipate developing uh, those projects as we go forward. And it's, and, and it's all about the community need. It's what do we see the community needing and, and where, where their health care needs are, and that's how we respond um, at the end of the day. And David, this always um, strikes me about you, though your background is as a CPA, and you're one of the coolest guys I know, but your dad was a NASA engineer. Okay, now I think that's really cool. But the community and the people in the community, i that's a constant theme in everything I see or read about you and how important that is to you as you develop SMH. So um, when you identify those needs, I see kind of that humanistic perspective that you are really trying to drill into the community and find out what is best. 
So what drives you there? Where, how do you see that? How is that developed and how does that drive what happens at SMH? Sure. We get feedback from a whole lot of different places. And part of that is we put ourselves out there. Um, we we uh, are very involved in the community. I am, but but not just me, but but our whole executive team, our board is at the is fundamentally it's elected by the community, so they bring their perspective to um, the community's needs and 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 where they are. And you know, there's some projects that 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 we undertake, um, like the Behavior Health Institute, um, that that are really not going to be additive to the margin. It, it, it's simply a community need that we have behavior health problems in this country and in this region. Um, but you, you don't have to look far to know that we have a behavior health issue and somewhat of a crisis in Sarasota County. Absolutely. And and there's no other place to go. So we think that's incumbent on us to step up and fill that void when others won't. That That's an amazing perspective. Thank you for that. So, Tim, how does this fit in your portfolio? How, do, how does Gilbane look at this, and, and what's next for Gilbane? Well, I'll tell you, it's um, maybe a once-in-a-career opportunity to build a greenfield hospital. And if you're not familiar with that term, that means you start with just a piece of dirt and everything's brand new. And I wasn't familiar with that. Thing. We uh, we do a lot of health care work. We've got three or four jobs with Tampa General right now. We've got four jobs with HCA. We've got other health care providers. But almost all of those are on occupied campuses, and, you know, we're doing a sixth floor mm -hmm. gut out and change out to an ICU or expanding the ED or something like that. But to get an opportunity to build an entire hospital is really a once-in-a-career opportunity for me. And it was super special for me because I'm a 52-year resident of Sarasota. Um, my kid, I wasn't born at Sarasota Hospital, but my <laughs> kids were. My Mine parents well. were cared for there. Um, you know, it goes back 52 years in, you know, my family's history. And to just be part of that, um, I'm as proud to have built the hospital for Sarasota Memorial as I am that Gilbane was able to build it. It's amazing. I love that. So, yeah. And, and it is such an important part of the community and such an important part of so many of our lives. What a lot of people may not know is it started in 1925 as a 32-bed hospital. Please okay. correct me if I'm wrong. And now you're one of the largest public hospitals in the nation. We are. Uh, we're one of the largest hospitals in the nation. We're now over a thousand beds, um, and uh, and there's uh, we're going to continue to grow at a fairly rapid pace. Certainly faster than than the normal hospital. How many employees? Currently, today we're at around seventy eight hundred. Um, so to give you perspective, um, I think five years ago we were around thirty five hundred, mm -hmm. um, and I think that we will be. Um, north of um, 12,000 or so in about five years. You're a little city. <laughs> it, 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 it does have that feel. I mean, we have all the different aspects of city. Yeah. <laughs> when you walk but it still in. keeps that small town feel. Uh, we, we, we don't want to lose what's made us successful. We don't want to become some big you know, corporation where people aren't accessible. We want to be, we want to be accessible. We want to be walking the halls. We want to be walking the streets of the community. We want to be... Um, um, just a, a community asset at the end of the day. Nice. David, did you ever expect that Sarasota would have this level of growth in such a rapid time? I've always, so I'll tell you, we moved here in 2006, my, my wife and family, and we moved here from Texas. Um, and it is, 
I knew that this was something special long before we came here because we, we'd come in vacation here and, and that type of thing, which you probably hear a lot of. <laughs> I did the same thing when I was younger, so I can exactly. echo those thoughts. <laughs> um, and we knew it was something special. Uh, we knew, I knew that, that Sarasota Memorial could be bigger and, 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 um, more than it was. Mm-hmm. And, and now did I, could I tell you exactly what that meant? No, but, but, um, it was, uh, it's been, I'll echo town a little bit. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to get to, to take something that was a, a, a good, a good place, a good hospital and turn it into really one of the nation's best. And, and it's not one person that makes that happen. It's a massive team of people that make that happen and a lot of dedication, hard work, uh, and a supportive community. I, I, I know I keep using that word, but that, that means more uh, than you can possibly imagine. Absolutely. I mean, you employ the community in so many different ways. You serve the community in so many different ways. You hire the community and, you know, when the project is being developed. So that's absolutely understandable. And, and it's the long range. Um, we're very long range focused. So we don't live quarter to quarter, month to month, um, or even year to year. Um, I'll give you an example. The, the land that that hospital in Venice is built on was we bought that back in uh, 2005. Wow. Um, when nothing was out there. Uh, it was just farmland and fields as far as you could see, knowing that, that or, or at least believing that, that that would be the growth and that we would we buy property and hold it mm-hmm. and wait for the, the development to come. And, and then we're ready. And because if we'd have waited and not bought that back in 2005, you could have never bought that. Right. Um, you know. At the speed at which everything is ago. developing. I mean, that it would not we all know how the market is nowadays. It's, uh, yeah. it's become a real challenge. That was so. some great planning. So, but that's not. I, I told you I moved here in 2006. So guess what? I wasn't here when we bought that piece. Of, I think we closed on it when I was here, but I wasn't here when we were when we made the contract. So it was the people that were here before me um, that, that that made those decisions, and and our board took those chances. So you saw through to their vision and you know developed the hospital there. So obviously the teamwork aspect is. Uh, very apparent in the scenario. And I, and I will tell you, when we bought it, we didn't know what we were going to do with it. Um, and we have pieces of property all over the, the, the region. We don't know exactly what we're going to do with it because the needs, healthcare changes, the needs of the community changes, and we adapt right. um, to what that is. As we saw SMH do through this pandemic, you adapted quite well. Thank you. <laughs> I hope we're, yes. <laughs> yeah, I hope we're done adapting, right? <laughs> right. Yes. So um, you're both Auburn grads. How much did that factor into the success of this project? Uh, we didn't learn that until our first meeting, um, very early on in the planning stages, probably a year before we broke ground. We had a, a meeting in David's office. I think there were only four or five of us there. And I saw his diploma on the wall and I said, David, you're an Auburn grad and there the conversation started. So we didn't know that until after we were a team. Did I respond with War Eagle? You, you did. <laughs> yeah. You also told me about LSU. Yeah. I, I, so I went to um, LSU for undergrad and, and Auburn for graduate school. And, and uh, so uh, but my daughter went to Auburn uh, for undergrad as well. And, and uh, uh, we, we just... We, we have very, very um, positive uh, feelings about Auburn and, and what they do. So, Tim, I'm sure you, you share that. Likewise, and I'm double-breasted. I got my undergraduate at Auburn, but my <laughs> master's at Florida. There you so, go. The uh, match made in heaven. Well, well I think the one thing, <laughs> you, can, yeah, the one thing yeah. you can say is on all SEC teams. That's right. Okay. 
There you go. Okay, so I'll admit I went undergrad and masters at USF before they had football. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have that football commonality. So what else can you guys tell us about the future? I know you're not going to give us any spoiler alerts, but what about the uh, you know the team of Gilbane and SMH, and where does it go from here, and what are you guys doing well, now? Well, you had asked me earlier what's next, and you know I talked about the speciality of building a Greenfield hospital, but the, the real magic there is at peak, we had 43 Gilbane employees on site. Everything from a project executive, project managers, project engineers, superintendents, laborers, they all now have a $270 million hospital on their resume. So it's a stepping stone for those individuals. And, you know, as I'm more or less at the twilight of my career, I look at these 20 and 30 and 35-year-old individuals and realize how much future they have because of the opportunity that they were afforded uh, at SMH Venice. So that's really special. I love that. Yeah, that's that a part great. a lot of people don't think about. Yeah, but it, it was a wonderful opportunity for Bill Bain, who are a lot of local folks here on a local hospital. That's a great mm -hmm. story. And I can definitely tell you as a 20-some-year-old, it's such a difficulty out there to get both the experience and the education at the same time. So the fact that you're enabling these you know, younger people in our community to have this level of experience is truly heartwarming. You know, I'll just tell you a quick story. We had a project engineer that's only been out of school a couple of years, a very bright young man. He was on the project from start to finish. And he had no healthcare experience when he got on the project. And we did a tour about five weeks ago through the facility. And he had the little special card access key to get in every room. And he took us through there and showed us every piece of equipment, every room, knew all the SMH employees in there. Wow. What he gained in that three years on that project is unbelievable. Could never have happened in the And that happened classroom. to a lot of folks. Absolutely not. That's fabulous. That's really fabulous. So, yes, it's healthcare, but it's so much more. It always is. Mm -hmm. You know, we're here to help you uh, when you need us, but, but uh, I just love that story that Tim told. That Tim so told. And, and I'm guessing that you could find that story uh, through our, our organization as well, but also out, out of some of your subs. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm pretty sure you would find that, which are some of your numbers. And, uh, it's pretty amazing. And it's part of what I love about what I do because our guys build this community and then they look back with pride at what they've built because they do build the community. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very special and, and it's fun for me. And it's amazing for us because, you know, with a lot of these subcontractors, we have the ability to document their projects, do the drone videos, do the photography, and it makes us feel that much better to be part of such special projects, knowing the type of people that have contributed to it. You know, Mary, you didn't ask, which I'm surprised, but uh -oh. Uh -oh. 80% <laughs> of our subcontractors were local, and awful lot of GCBX members, names which you would recognize. And that was nice to keep the money in the community. Very nice. And I should have asked, but I kind of counted on that. You <laughs> <laughs> just assumed, right? There you go. Tim, let me ask you, was there any of those subcontractors that really stood out to you during this project? 
not to play favoritism. Boy, put that but on, yes. put that on. Maybe I <laughs> ask both of you if anyone stood out. You know, we were out. blessed with a bunch of good subs, <laughs> but I would have to tell you the two that really, really stood out for us was our mechanical um, and plumbing contractor, B&I, mm-hmm. and our exterior skin, which there are seven different materials on the outside of the hospital, from terracotta to metal panels to glazing, and drywall contractor was Walmart okay. and their Sarasota office. Good and those members. two were outstanding trade contractors, and I, I don't want to leave anybody out, but they really <laughs> stood out. Yeah, but it was great to give them a shout-out. Maybe Absolutely. we can just do a roll of all the subs I think we should. on the end of the podcast. <laughs> sure. That would be great. Because there were many others. Of so, course. Um, you know, McDonough Plumbing did the MOB, and I know you know them well. Sutter Roofing, who David and I both know very well, yeah. did an outstanding job, and there were many. Great. And great for giving them a shout out. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So 80% were local. Yep. And you're right. That money's right back in the community, which is a beautiful thing. And I think to your point, you know, working with these local contractors gives you the ability to have that one-on-one with some of the executives with at these subcontractor levels, as opposed to working with a massive nationwide corporation that you may not have you know, similar access to. No, that's exactly right. And and remember, you know, this is a small community at the end of the day. Uh, so we know everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. these, are, these these people are people that we, you know, our kids go to school together or we, we know each other from, from different things in the community. And and uh, it is it is something that makes our so special. Yes, um, it is. That, that we uh, can, can continue to develop that. Absolutely. And we mentioned Doug Sutter, and I have to say he's the first chair that I served under at GCBX, but I'd really be remiss if I didn't mention that Tim Hensey is also a past chair of GCBX. Indeed. <laughs> yes. So I see your picture every day. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, gentlemen, anything you'd like to add? Anything we didn't ask or we should know that you'd like to add? Uh, not from my part, except, well... I'll tell you, you, you asked earlier, what are we going to continue to work on? That campus is 65 acres. Um, to give you a comparison, the campus downtown, where the main hospital is, is, is about 35 acres. Oh, wow. I didn't um, realize so that. there is a lot left to develop out there. Uh, it's going to develop way past when Tim and I are probably around working. Um, right. and, and, um, and it is designed to, to, for example, the ER is designed where you can double the ER um, without disturbing the operations and the rest of the organization. You can double the surgery with, uh, rooms without disturbing anything else in that organization. Um, it's designed like that to, to continue to grow with that community and respond to those needs uh, and have a lot of flexibility going forward. And, and I would imagine Gilbane will be right there with us as well as those subs and, and uh, the people we've been talking to. That's great. And that was fascinating because even the cafeteria was built in such a way that you could expand the cafeteria as the hospital expands without disrupting operations. Exactly. Which has to take a lot of planning and a lot of coordination. It was a lot of planning. And, and, and Tim mentioned it earlier, FLAD was a very big piece of that as well um, that, that, that was sitting at the table and helping us make sure we accommodated for all that. And working with a very good GC, the special <laughs> very skills. Very important. Yes. Well, thank you. So thank you, gentlemen, and um, thank you for being a part of our podcast. Thank you for participating in GCBX, and thank you for all you do for the community. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it, Mary. Thank you.